0: I think it was the other week or so. Yeah. Okay. So damn bone. He posts online. I'm watching Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. There's a couple of comments yeah. that come up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's a comment from Ricky Morgan. Hey, that's it. Put a toxic adventure mask on the bad guy and a cape, and you got a bad guy.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what they did. I thought. Yeah. That's uh, that's a Ricky Morgan way of describing a movie, yeah. (laughs) You never let me down, mate. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready. And for this episode, I'm going to be taking you guys back to year in 1986 to look at Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter's action, adventure, comedy, ghost story, martial arts. Man, it's got it all in this film. And to do this film, I couldn't think of anybody better to join me on the show today, he's iconic, he's a podcast legend, he's the guy that got me into podcasting, it's Ricky Morgan from The Howling Power Short Bus Cinema, House of Wax. And you know what awesome podcast... Sorry, Rick, I've <laughs> left anything out there, man. You're all over the place. <laughs> How you doing, Brian? And
2: the f- 15 other shows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Good, it. man. Uh, you know, you can take out you can take out the iconic and podcast legend all that crap out of there and just say, hey, it's my good friend, Rick. That's good enough. Ah, you are, mate. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Rick, you're a legend to me, mate. That's what I always say, man. That's what I say. That's why I'm here, ah. man. You know, it's it was, it was always good to talk to you, man. So... How you doing, man? You're keeping yourself busy with, you know, like I say, you know what awesome podcasts. I know you're doing that with Billy Stewart. Sounds like you're having a whole ton of fun with that.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what's awesome is is a really fun show. And like I said uh, earlier when we were talking before the show that, uh, yeah, Billy's kind of producing that. So I get, to, I get to just show up and be an idiot and I don't have to pay a price for it. <laughs> <laughs> we're all guilty of that, mate, I tell you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's uh,
2: good stuff, man. But I do I do miss uh, I do miss us getting together and, and doing the show like we did before. So, uh, you know, you're always, like I said earlier, uh, as soon as you started piping in on stuff, I was like, man, this guy needs his own show. And wham, bam, here we are.
0: Yeah, you set the torch off there, Rick. You know, like I say, ever since you handed me over that <laughs> microphone, I've got a little taste for it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I, I, when I first got into podcasting, I felt like uh, Tony Stark, you know trying to sort of get things together in that cave you know and
2: (laughs) things things weren't working out i might i might know what i'm doing well it's also that thing of becoming yourself that's the thing too because i'm sure you do just like i do and go back to listen to your first stuff it's like man i sound like i'm cardboard you know yeah and you you loosen up as you go along and just start becoming yourself so uh you know that's all the growing pains of, of doing something like this but you're you're knocking it out of the park dude
0: yeah, no thanks, Rick. I, like I said, I've knocked out a few episodes, but that is down to the current climate, if you know what I mean. So I've had a little bit of extra time to do uh-huh. stuff, you know. So, um, but uh, I thought, hell, you know, let's, get, let's talk some movies, and I kind of generally make it up as I go along. There is no real format. There, well, there is a format, but when it comes to choosing movies, I just think of a film. I think, yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, and it's it's also nice to get some guests on board as well, you know, like yourself. I've had Gary here. Uh-huh. Um, I've had the Witch. Dan Bones becoming a regular on the show. I keep teasing him with all these films, and he keeps... Going, he goes, Teenage Mutant Ninja. Yeah, I've got to come back for that, he's to... <laughs> I keep
2: luring him back. And see, so. I'm, I'm at that point, I'm like, I'm jealous of you, because I'm like, man, one of these days I'm, I'm going to do something with either Dan or Gav or, you know, one of those guys, because yeah. I, I like them so much. And uh, hopefully one of these days that'll work out.
0: I'm sure you will, man. Like I say, it's the other thing. We, we all get busy, don't we, doing other stuff, so... And um, I've realised yeah. how much stuff goes into podcasting, you know, to try and get that commitment and everything. So, um so I realise that now. But yeah, it's great when we can get together, and uh, it's like a family, man, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, we've all got the same sort of oh, interest yeah. in films, and everybody jumps on board. So, we're having a party. We're having a good time with this. So, and what else have you been up to, Rick? I know you've been in your um, midlife crisis band. You've been busy with that as well, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, uh, same deal with the the whole quarantine situation. Haven't been able to play a lot, but we did some recordings and put those out like everybody else is doing the quarantine jams or whatever. And those have been actually a little received a bit better than we expected. But uh, we played our first gig this last weekend. And so far, nobody's, you know, complained of any kind of illnesses or anything yet. But uh, I think our next gig is uh, the 3rd of July. Uh, which is going to be a you know Fourth of July celebration for over here, but yeah, um, uh, you know, so we're we're, we're trying to uh, get back out there and scratch the itch, but also try to be smart about it.
0: Yeah, that's no, great stuff, man. Like I say, I've seen you, you know, um, you jamming on you know Facebook and stuff, and uh, I know you, didn't, yeah. you you did something on YouTube, didn't you? Um, a month or so back ago, was it? Some you launched something?
2: We actually did, like I said, the the video, and we started doing some old Kiss tunes because. You know, we're uh, just a bunch of old KISS fans, and the first one we did, somehow the guy that's in charge of KISS's merchandising and takes care of all their social media stuff took our video and put it on all the KISS pages and websites and stuff, so right. yeah, that's kind of cool, you know, that uh, it got picked up and got put in front of every KISS fan in the world, so wow. I was like, man, if we'd known that, we would have tried a little harder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh well, I've, been, I've become even more of a Kiss fan since I've known you, uh, Rick. And hell, I didn't even know Gene. Uh, I didn't even know Gene Simmons was in Runaway. I didn't realize how many films he was actually in. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, it's great stuff. That's good stuff, man. Right, shall we have a look at this iconic film then, Rick? Let's talk about Jack Burton and all his glory. One hundred percent. Okay, so guys, let's. Uh, Let's take you back to 1986. Let's get into the Pork Chop Express. Let's go back to San Francisco. Let's go to Chinatown. Let's play you guys a trailer, and we will see you
1: soon. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe there is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery what's going on here is this some kind of magic the darkest magic oh. they call it little China finally we shall bring the order out of chaos <laughs> it's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton who Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. You make one, one move. Jack! And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have no idea. Uh-huh. Many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <clears throat> my destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Ah! Take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety! Huh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, you what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China It's all on the reflexes
0: And welcome back guys, so the synopsis for this film is a rough and tumble trucker helps rescue his friend's fiancé from an ancient sorcerer in a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. It's an action, adventure, comedy, ghost story, martial arts, hell it's got everything thrown into this movie, something for everybody. It's a PG-13 and it's got a 99 minute runtime. And it was directed by the legend, the guy that I talk about quite a lot on this podcast is John Carpenter is iconic and it's also starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, James Hong, Victor Wong. I also got a shout out to Jeff Armada uh, who's the martial artist expertise mm. and he was in They Live as well which we'll talk about that in a minute Rick and also Ao Al Leong mm-hmm. is in this movie as well so uh, absolutely it's got a hell of a building block it's just a great movie so Rick Big Trouble in Little China, man. Like I said, I couldn't think of anybody better to have on this show to talk about this movie. So when did you first see this film then, man? I mean, when yeah. did, When did you first see Big Trouble in Little China?
2: I saw this in a theater uh, the year that it came out, and we had no idea what it was. We had never really seen the trailer for it. It's one of those situations, I was, was, me and my wife were talking about it yesterday. You know, used to back then, you just drove up to the theater, picked yeah. out of the one or two movies that was on, Maybe three movies back then. That was about the max you were going to have at a theater around here. Yeah. And you just picked one and went in and watched it. You had no reservations of what it was or anything most of the time. And, yeah, we had no idea. I saw the the, the picture and I was like, cool, it looks like martial arts, goofy stuff, Kurt Russell. Hey, why not? And uh, theater was absolutely empty except for the three or four of us that went. Wow. And we were just dying. We loved <laughs> it so much. And we were like, "Why does why is nobody talking about this movie?" And of course, if you look at the the way that you know, the historical, you know, backlash of this thing is, it was a complete flop when it came out, yeah. and we just didn't understand that. It. It's like it, obviously people just didn't go see it because this movie's incredible, and uh, show enough. That's why we're talking about it today.
0: Yeah, because I say, I think uh, one of the problems this film had was the marketing, wasn't it? It wasn't marketed very well. I think. Um, yep.
2: I was so, gonna say that, that what you know, you think about where John Carpenter was at this time, and, and it's so stupid to even think of it this way. But John Carpenter had made the thing mm-hmm. which went up against E. T. So so John Carpenter was already this name who cranked out multiple hits and the thing was really considered his first kind of flop. Yep. So I think because that one was so kind of shunned at the time that when his second movie came out well, he was kind of a has-been at that point nobody cared about what he was doing and slowly he kind of gained that back coming through they live and stuff like that but it's a weird lull in his career which is really some of his best stuff he ever did and, you know people just didn't catch on to it till you know 15 20 years later
0: yeah that tends to be the common trend with john carpenters isn't it it's almost like he's signed a deal mm-hmm. with somebody like the devil, or something <laughs> like that. You know, what I mean, it's like your movie will flop, but it will last forever. How about that, John? Yeah, okay. And he's probably smoking on a fag and playing a video game. Yeah, that's okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yes, yeah, being a fan, as you know, Rick, I've looked to this and I thought there is a line, isn't there, of flop, but it becomes uh, iconic. Mm-hmm. And I think people are starting to appreciate, um, prince of darkness now I've seen a lot of people put that online as well as another one of his movies that which, time yeah exactly um but i think with john carpenter he's, he's also ahead of his time isn't he um he puts stuff out which yeah. will eventually become a hit and will become the next big thing but it just the timing just doesn't seem to be right for some reason but um yeah this is getting the love it's it deserves and i remember watching this um so I didn't go to the cinema to see this or movie theatre. Um, I saw it from the VHS. Now, I know this film did a little bit better as a VHS rental. So I think they promoted it a bit better in the store. So there was posters everywhere. And I looked at it, as a. I think I must have been about 10 years old. And I was like, wow, what's this movie? Do you know what I mean? That poster is incredible, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You just see everything <laughs> there. Do you know what I mean? You've almost seen the film and uh i was a right. fan i was like yourself rick i was hooked straight away and i just you know being a 10 year old i wanted to be like jack Byrne, you know just <laughs> and some of the one <laughs> some of the one line is from this film is what i use now today even up until today you know um
2: sure um uh, well i mean I, i'm kind of jumping ahead i guess but of course, you know, the Helming Power Hour, the original name of that show is going to be Six Demon Bag, which, you know, came straightly from this movie. Yeah. So Danny and I were both huge fans of this movie. I mean, that was our first pick for a podcast was naming it something after Big Trouble in Little China. And they did a company calendar back when we worked together. Yeah. And everybody in the company had one page on the calendar where you had some kind of quote that was supposed to be like some kind of, you know, motivational thing. And both of our quotes were Jack Burton ones. (laughs) (laughs) In and out like the wind, Wayne. I thought that was
0: your whole damn point.
2: (laughs) I mean, this is our favorite. I think he... he I think he used he either used all in the reflexes or yeah. it was either – I know it was all in the reflexes and have you paid your Jews, dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. <laughs> I mean, those are on a company calendar <laughs> that was handed out to everybody in the business. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> it's, that's, this is the thing, though, isn't it? When you talk about this film, it's, it's like I can go into work one night and I'll just chuck in a couple of big chopping night China lines, quotes – and people would say, oh, yeah, and we will start reciting the movie, and it just brings a lot of happiness mm-hmm. and joy into the yep. room almost. Do you know what I mean? It's just great, you know. And, um, yeah, it's it, the funny thing is, though, is that when I grew up in the 90s, not still even then, not a lot of people knew about this film because we didn't have yeah. um, social media or anything like that. And I loved these films. I had them all at home. I had The Thing. I had Fright Night. I had They Live and when I was at college I was telling all my friends about these movies and not a lot of them not an awful lot of people knew about these films especially uh, They Live which has become a big yeah. you know talked about movie now isn't it but when I was growing up you couldn't find these films you know I was forever hunting around to try and right. find them on VHS you know because you had no um, eBay or anything like that but now they're just beca- it's, it's getting the credit it deserves and quite, so quite rightly so you know uh, people are just getting these films now
2: yeah i mean they were designed for exactly what they are just just great entertainment and like you said i think john carpenter just really had his finger on the pulse of the time and like i said he he was probably ahead of the curve a bit and yeah it's weird that there's people now that are still just discovering these films and you're just like well welcome to the game i mean you're late but hey at least you're here you know Yeah, well, this is it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few films that you put online. I'm guilty of that myself, if you know what I mean. I go, hell, I've never heard about this film. Um, I think there might be a couple that you've played on, how mean, even short Bus cinema. (laughs) There's
2: a couple on there. I've never heard of that film. There's a bunch of short Bus cinema I've never seen either, so, I mean, and and there's a reason why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a great job with that show, by the way, Rick, as well. It's it's only in hysterics. Uh, especially when I'm driving into work in the mornings and it's I'm listening uh, to you guys man i just like oh my
2: god <laughs> it's so much fun to uh, go through the pain of watching these films to entertain people <laughs> yeah
0: well, this is it um, and uh, and it's a great concept for your show on a slight segue here but it's it, it's a really good concept because these films as much as they are bad you still love them don't you do you know what I mean it's just oh yeah. there's...
2: well some of them you
1: do <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I kind of give them a break, but they're entertaining, aren't they? Are you entertained with yeah. these films? Yeah, you are. You are in a way, but um, but yeah, going back to Big Trouble, though. I mean, like with um, I think, you, and funny enough, you mentioned this on your show with uh, Betty Stewart. You was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger with his screen presence, and I feel the same with um, Kurt Russell. I think he's one of those actors where oh, he sure. turns up and you just, he's, he, he is, he does the character different, but he's the same format, he is, he, he brings in his own signature, do you know what I mean, he always has that kind of one line, doesn't yep. he, or something like, um, it's like in The Thing, isn't it, he, you know, he throws the dynamite and he goes, yeah, you too, and, and I like it even in Stargate, you know. It's a typical Kurt Russell thing. You know, he's fighting one yep. of those pharaohs and he goes, yeah, send my regards to King touch. You know what I mean? He just like, yeah, okay, that's his line. <laughs> he just chucks it in there. Yep. So he's, he's great, man.
2: He's he's an he's an automatic draw. I mean, when you, to me, I mean, I'm already interested in checking it out just because I see he's in the movie. And that's just because with Kurt Russell, you know what you're going to get. He's not going to flip-flop and be some character you don't expect out of him. He's going to be that version of Kurt Russell that you love, yeah. even if it's a watered-down version of it, it's still going to be that Kurt Russell character. The same character that's in used cars is also part of Jack Burton, is also part of RJ, is also part of... I mean, you know, Snake. Snake. They, they all have that c- that cynical thing about them, And uh, it's just it's just the way he, he delivers it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's it. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get, don't you, with Kurt Russell? But like I say, he brings... He's the same, but uh-huh. then he brings something a little bit different to, you know, to the role. But um, I love Jack yep. Byrne. I think he's, a, he's he's a relatable character for me. Do you know what I mean? He's a guy who, you well, know, sure. he's, he's he's cocky, but he's not he's not unlikable. If you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And you know, and he he doesn't really know what he's doing yep. most of the time. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> it's just hilarious. But he's got a lot of heart, and you know, he just tries to sort of drive things forward and he's got the one-liners and i
2: guess he's the uh he's the comedy version of what chief brody is in jaws because here's a guy that's totally out of his element don't know how he got here he's just kind of winging it and luckily it all turns out the way it should at the end and you know that's kind of what you get with him he's the everyday man who's trying to not be the everyday man and you know First time you ever plug somebody? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it,
0: man. That's what I like, and um, I've said this before. I love watching a film with, and I think a film works better if you can relate to the character. Here I go again. I say this in every show, but it's the same as John McClane because he's not a ripped yeah. character. And don't t- don't don't get me wrong. That does work for Schwarzenegger, <clears throat> but in Die Hard it works well because he's just you can relate to him, do you know what I mean? Yep. There's there's one point in the movie where he cries, you know, about his wife and all that. And you just think, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. That kind of makes it real and um, kind of works. And like you said with Chief Brody from Jaws, I think, um, you know, going on that movie, I think the reason why that film works again is because of the characters on the boat, isn't it? It becomes about them more than it becomes oh, a yeah, that It that. just works, man. So, yeah. um, so all the formulas are right. But yeah, and... Yep. The other thing about this movie is, uh, you know, Wayne Chi, Dennis Dunn, you know, again, he's a guy, I know he turned up in The Prince of Darkness, that's the only other film I know him to be in, but um, yeah, he does a great job in this, and he's actually the hero of the movie as well, isn't he? (laughs) It's like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll go into this in a minute when we
2: do the review. And and that's the beauty of this film again, is... You, you get it's not just all based around Jack and I think it's the other thing that makes this thing work is it's almost like being a Beatles fan or a Kiss fan or a Spice Girls fan there's a representation for everybody in this film you know some people like you know uh the uh, Kim Cattrall character some people like you know the, the the Dennis character some people like Jack some people like David Lopin I mean you know yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you, you keep yeah. going on and and they all have these totally different personalities that are totally something you can be drawn into and say, yep, that's who I like.
0: Yeah, well, it's a, it's a film... Well, there's a film that I'm going to cover. I thought about covering on bite Size cinema. And it's actually The Wizard of Oz. Because I actually think it's, a, it's an important part oh, of, yeah. of Hollywood because of the actual format of that, where you've got Dorothy, who goes to another yeah. world. And that's a bit like Jack Burton, isn't it? You know, he kind of goes yeah. to this other world with Wayne. And as you just said you've got different character. not everybody it's not just one character is it and it's a bit like Tim, Man, Scarecrow and the Lion Man isn't it and yep
2: it's the same format that, for this is that's isn't a great it? analogy
0: yeah yeah so you kind of got a, you've probably got an amalgamation of those three characters put into one with Jack Burton where he's kind of you know he, he wants to be courageous but it doesn't work out yep. and stuff like that so but he has got a heart because you know he's a good guy and all that sort of stuff so yeah um so that always find, and I've noticed doing reviews, is that the Wizard of Oz format seems to turn up in an awful lot of films. So, yeah, I'll be covering that one in the future. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's let's have a look at the other things in this film. There's a little bit of trivia here. So I've got um, – now, this is one that you'd be familiar with, Rick. Is it's The screenplay for this film is actually by W.D. Richer. He's the Buckery Banzai
2: i think he's a director of buckery
0: Banzo, isn't he?
2: it's a great one i think it's uh, it's more of one of danny's favorites but i really like it there's no doubt about it but it's way high on danny's list for sure
0: it's one of those films i've because i'm a big 80s fan I, I watch it but i come out at the end of it and i'm like what was that film about <laughs> you, you gotta give it some time <laughs> did not you know i mean i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah that's true. You think, <laughs> you think Big Trouble in China China's crazy? Go watch uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I have to agree with you. You've got the same writer, um, Gary Goldman. He wrote uh, Total Recall and Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a lot of the, the movies made up with John Collins, who did all the music. And you, you'll be familiar with this, Rick. I mean, wouldn't it be great... You know, to see see now the director and the producer and the um, screenwriter, <laughs> you know, get together and start jamming. You know, you've got Tommy Lee Wallace, haven't you? you've got yeah. um, obviously John Carpenter, you've got um, Nick Castle. Yeah, that's Nick it. Castle. And they're having a ton of fun, aren't they, when you watch yeah. that music video? <laughs> the Coupe
2: de Ville's, man. The Coupe, the coupe de Ville's, yeah.
0: It's such a catchy song as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it just it finishes off the film just and this is the other thing I say this a lot in um, my movie reviews as well is I think a film can be just as important as that end credits song because it's such a oh, yeah. upbeat song that you've watched this whole movie and then it comes to the end you've got that rolling in credits and it's like it just helps you walk out of the cinema with a smile doesn't it and you just go yeah that's a really good film you know it's the same with um, Fright Night you know the So Jill Joel's band at the end, you know, you just think it's just great.
2: Well, I mean, think about, think about uh, Breakfast Club. If you didn't have the Simple Minds songs at the end when he's walking out and raises his fist and it was just some background music, it wouldn't have the effect or the staying power that it does now. And you can't help but associate, you know, Don't Forget About Me with that scene.
0: Absolutely. Um, I would say that is almost the vital point of a film, isn't it? If you put a film together... I mean, I've never put a film together, but this is just me watching it. I would say you've almost got to get that right, don't you? That final bit is almost like the last bit you remember. And if you can just get that right, whether it's with, uh, like you say, the breakfast club with him, you know, walking out and putting his arm up in the air, it can just stain that mark in your memory, can't it? And you just go, yeah, that was good. That's just made it all, you know, tied it all up.
2: And I think you're right. I think I think the ending of this one kind of kind of leaves you with that. I mean, I, I don't understand somebody could walk out of the theater after watching this and not feel like, "Wow, that was fun!" And the music is still kind of pumping in the background. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what that's what makes it, you know.
0: Yeah, because I've 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 gone as I've mentioned this before. We mentioned this on Dude Rick, but I've actually the amount of soundtracks that I've bought after watching a film, um, <laughs> even if the film isn't very good. You still got the soundtrack, do you know what I mean? It's just something I, ca- I right. keep bringing this up. I keep bringing this up, but it is an important part of the movie, with everything else. But you're generally with big trouble in China. I think you are getting everything in this film. Do you know what I mean? Characters, story, pace, one-liners. <laughs> I mean, there's just how can you not like this film? <laughs>
2: um, C- crazy special effects, man. I mean, that's that's another thing that you know you don't tie into this, but. Some of the scenery, man, where they're having the wedding and with all the neon lights and the big, you know, yeah, statues and stuff. It's it's just like it doesn't look like anything else, and and <laughs> yes. that's the beauty of this film. It's 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 taking you somewhere that you've never seen before in a movie, yeah. and I say that time and time and again. If you're not showing me something new, then you just kind of go, "Yeah, I've already seen this," right? And that really is a factor <laughs> with these films. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think one of the problems with, and I always I keep bashing on these, but one of the problems with the newer set of Star Wars movies, even though they, they look slick as glass, they're not taking you anywhere different. I mean, so you're like, yeah, I've already seen Hoth. I've already seen, I mean, you know, show me something new. Yeah. And man, I mean, there is nothing that looks like Big Trouble in Little China.
0: No, because it's uh, like you say, it's, it's it's tangible, isn't it? It's got some conviction to it, hasn't it? I think with practical, and I think yeah, a lot of people have said this on our, you know, our fellow podcasters say this a lot now, don't they? You know, practical special effects. You know, you want to see something that's kind of real. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that this this film does that. Um, Black mud of the earth. What's that? Black mud <laughs> of the earth. Black mud <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> The old monster comes crashing out and he goes, Boom, that will not come out again. <laughs> okay, Egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't come out no
2: more
0: <laughs> It's just stuff like that, isn't it, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh dear.
2: And um I actually made a I made a solo, I made a solo album in the nineties. Yeah. And the and it the the and it starts off with that soundbite. Oh, this You it? will come out no more. And he goes, "What? will come out no more?"
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a little bit of this movie. It's just like great, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just what makes it. Um, the other thing I was gonna say, Rick, was uh, Jackie Chan was actually supposed to be in this film playing Wayne Chi.
2: Right. I mean, he's you know he's one of those guys that was such a big superstar overseas. I can see the reasoning of getting him in here. Plus just what he can do physically. Yeah. You know, you could really add another dimension to this movie with Jackie Chan, but Mm. yeah, you know what? I'm happy with, with who we got. It'll be
0: coming on the set when he'd be like, how about if I fight low pan on top of the pork chop express, (laughs) holding onto an umbrella or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we'll put you on a sound stage and y'all have it. No, no, no. I meant like going down the highway.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll do it. You know, I, <laughs> no ropes, no nothing. I'll just get on there and it'll be fine. <laughs> get Kurt oh, Russell to drive insane. the truck. <laughs> totally. insane um, <laughs> And the other, the other bit of trivia I dug out here is that they actually wanted or considered Clint Eastwood to play Jack Burton in this movie.
2: How about that? Yeah, I don't see that working. But oh, hey, just that's just I,
0: me. I thought I'd throw that one in there. So there you go—an alternate um, universe. And the other one is—it um, was yep. originally supposed to be a western set in the 1880s. Um, I think that's what they originally wanted to go hmm. for before they changed it. But
2: um, well, that might make sense.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the Pork Chop Express was originally supposed to be a horse and. You know, obviously, Jack Burton being a cowboy riding into town. But I guess they kind of... I suppose when I think about it now, I've been talking a lot about Jackie Chan on a previous episode. It's not the same film, but it's similar, isn't it, with um, Shanghai Noon, with Jackie Chan and right. Owen Wilson. Yeah. I guess you kind of eventually got
2: that... O- Owen Wilson?
0: Yeah, yeah, Owen Wilson. You kind of got that film eventually, I guess, with, you know, um, Oriental meets the Wild West type thing, so...
2: Well, you think about Kurt Russell playing the character is, and you know he's doing just a really bad John Wayne. So that might even make sense to why that whole thing came about too, you know? I yeah, mean, it may tie right. into it's supposedly going to be a Western, you know?
0: Yeah, kind of like a hidden Easter because then, you know, Egg Chen comes out, does not he, with the sort of Magnum 45, does not he? And he says, you know, you want to be a bit like Dirty Harry or something like that. So they just sort of throw a little <laughs> reference in there, which is later to say... Um, But yeah, so let's have a look at this film then, Rick. Let's uh, let's do a bite-sized review of Big Trouble in Little China. So the film starts off with, um, you've got Egg Chen and he's talking to, was it like an insurance broker or something like that? And the insurance (laughs) broker's kind of going, so do you want to explain about this huge explosion in Chinatown? And do you want to talk about Jack Burton? And this is where Egg Chen goes. Well, you leave Jack Burton out (laughs) straight away. you just got (laughs) to lie to (laughs) him, (laughs) yeah.
2: It's fantastic. And I think they put this bit in. Yeah, I mean, Egg is totally defending him here and just like, look, you know, we owe this guy our lives. He came in. He's a hero. And so you're kind of seeing this as as a, you know, uh, this has already happened, right? So we're going back and retelling the story, but this is the aftermath of trying to, clear the dust and say, nope, everything's fine. There's nothing to see here.
0: <laughs> and then it, then old Egg Chum comes out, doesn't he? He says, do you believe in Chinese black magic? And then the insurance guy goes, what are you talking about? And then this is where he got Egg, isn't he? He's got the um, lightning coming between his hands, isn't it? And he doesn't say anything more than that, does yeah. he? And then it just sort of goes... It just goes straight into it, then, doesn't it? You've got the title. That's how
2: it begins. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah that's right. That's what he says. And he? he goes, and this is how it all, this is just how it begins. And then you've got typical yeah. John Carpenter. And I like how he does this. You've got Big Trouble in Little China it comes <laughs> up onto the screen with a pork chop express. And he says on the top of the title, doesn't it? John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. He's, I love that little signature. Mm-hmm. And then you're introduced to Jack Burton, aren't you, Rekka? He's. Got- <laughs> He's a hell of a guy, isn't he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yacking away, driving to Pork Chop Express, on the radio, talking to nobody. That's what's fantastic about it. He's just talking to be talking. Yeah. You know what I tell that guy? That's what I tell him, man. You know, so there's. He's probably was talking to somebody and they just changed channels on him because they got tired of hearing him. <laughs> yeah. Honey,
0: I never drive faster than I can see, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, sir, the check is in the mail, isn't it? I mean, there's just so many lines in this one bit, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? And he's um Yeah. And I think he yeah. even says at this point, didn't he? goes, oh, you know, give me your best shot, power I can take it. And he throws that one in, did not he? It becomes his mm-hmm. sort of tang line. And then he goes into um, Oh,
2: maybe that was Danny's line that he used on the on the calendar. Give me your best shot, power I can take it. Is that the one? Yeah, I think that's yeah. right.
0: It's, it's the line that you sort of most associate with Jack Burton, isn't it? I think, you know, when you sort of talk about him and that, you know, it's just... <laughs> so you get Jack, isn't it? He's driving his truck and it's raining and, you know, he's, he goes into the Chinese market and this is where he meets up with his friend, Wayne Chi. And they're playing, is it some sort of sort of card game or something like that, isn't it? Or some sort yeah, of dice they're, game? Yeah, they're
2: gambling. They're, they're gambling. trying to win some money.
0: And this is where you find out that Wayne Chi owes Jack Burton some money doesn't he after losing to a game and this is where Wayne Chi comes in and says you know well double or nothing Jack you know I've got this old game that I play back at home with this bottle I can slice a bottle in half and then Jack's sort of there isn't it just the two of them on the table he sort of hits it with a knife and then this is where you get the reflex action from Jack isn't it just goes. <laughs> have me over for tea sometime Wayne in the meantime you're improving <laughs> 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 that way he goes, Always oh, works at home. <laughs> and um, All right. so you have got a debt situation here, haven't you? And then this is where they're you know, they old buddies from the past and he says that you know, I'll give you the money, Jack, I've just gotta go back to the restaurant and then this is where he says, Well I'll ride you there and this is where they do that diversion, isn't it? To the airport to go and pick up uh-huh. on his fiancee.
2: Um yeah, lean.
0: And yeah. you meet, was it the Lords of Death, Rick, eh?
2: <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, what a what a group this is, right? And from a 1986 aspect, you thought, man, these guys are cool. And you watch them now and you're like, really? Lords of Death is the name you went with, with these guys wearing the, the funny sunglasses? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they're uh, just, they're kind of like bad guys for hire, and they've got an ulterior motive of being there as well so you got to jack and and his buddy there to pick up me and uh that's when you see gracie law which i'm just gonna go ahead and say it big fan i'm a big fan yeah <laughs> kim she control is, i was a big fan of kim control back in the day so
0: she's lovely in this isn't she because she was in um police uh,
2: academy was that right before this or was that after this? Police Academy. She's also in the, the mannequin movie. Mannequin, which, yeah. That's I'm, what I'm telling you, man, that's her high point, man. Her and mannequin is just just jaw dropping. Gorgeous. Yeah. So. yeah, she's great in
0: this, isn't she? And then you got, obviously, Jack Burton. He's trying to make a move on her, isn't he? He goes, Can I ask you a serious <laughs> question, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And he looks away, doesn't he? And he looks back,
2: and then there's an old Chinese lady she's looking at She's old lady. <laughs> And she says, "You're." Uh, she says, uh, not, "Not with a man in your condition." And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, you understand where I'm standing. It's Miller time." And yeah, he's like, you it. know what I say when it's Miller time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So then you get Mao. Um, <laughs> you get Mao Ying turn up. Then she gets off the plane, and then she gets kidnapped. And she's pretty much straight away here. Didn't she? And yep. They. Jack and yeah, Wayne run away. Yeah, now, one if one.
2: you're the bad guys and you're going to go around kidnapping people all the time, a hatchback Camaro, probably not the best choice. I'm <laughs> just saying. Nice. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to get them in the back there, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the 80s for you, Rick. Oh, man. So that's right. So you've got uh, yeah. Wayne and Jack on you. You get them running into the car park. You get quite a funny scene, in not with the cars sort of driving towards them. And then oh, yeah. you get a sort of different camera angles here. And then Jack pulls Wayne out of the way. So you got a kidnap in here. And then obviously Wayne's saying, look, you know, you've got to help me out. And he says, right, let's go and find her. And then this is where they're driving towards Chinatown, isn't it? And you get that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably your first.
2: Yeah, they head, head down that. They, they turn real quick and go down this real narrow alley. That's right. And yeah. this is where you're in. You're in the heart of the town, and they stumble upon a Chinese burial, or you know, uh, whatever they're doing with this guy. I mean, it's it's you know they're marching the body down the street, <laughs> so they're getting ready to have a ceremony for the, for this person's past. And uh, so, you know, Wang is trying to explain what this is and what we're seeing, and then. In the rearview mirror of the truck, you see the the total opposite team coming at them. So, obviously, there's going to be a, you know, here we go. Here's a a pun. A showdown in Little Tokyo. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure Chinatown
0: is a popular tourist destination, isn't it, in San Francisco? So, I'm wondering where everybody else is at this point. (laughs) Everybody just cleared out.
2: Yeah, this is... Well, it's kind of like uh, in any big city, right? You got your tourist areas, but then you got your seedy part of towns that you keep everybody out oh, of. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we, we've got Chinatown in London, and yeah, it's pretty much the same as it is in San Francisco because I've been to both of yeah. them. But, um,. Yeah, so you've also got like um, a cameo here of old Al Leong, haven't you? Which I mentioned earlier. He turns up, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, got his, it's like a chopping knife this, or something.
2: This dude it? is in more movies than anybody else that's in this movie. I mean, this guy pops up all the time and stuff. You're like, holy crap, man! Yeah, he's everywhere. never the star, but he's he's even the photographer in, in the the John Hughes film. She's having a baby. I'm is like, where did Al become? A, a, a photographer I mean he's standing by the camera okay turn to your left <laughs> I'm like Wow how you know, do you go from being Genghis Khan <laughs> <laughs> to, to just a photographer you know? say, so, wow
0: he's yeah. everywhere yeah you just imagine that can you You know I, I need a photographer for a movie
2: what's the first thing that comes into your mind Al Young <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, I just love the idea of possibly the, the producer or the, the guy that owns the movie business is just picking up the phone and says I need a, I need a person for this part and picks up the phone and goes give me Al Long <laughs> 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 like he's got his own phone there the yeah. Al Long phone you know
0: <laughs> he could have his own TV show couldn't he better call Al Leong <laughs> <laughs> Al Leong for hire <laughs> Very much. Need a photographer for your wedding? Call out Leong. <laughs> 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 oh man. So back in Chinatown, so you got was it the two gangs fighting each other with Jack Burton and Wayne in the middle of it or the Pork Chop Express? You get a great fight scene here, didn't you? Machine guns. Oh yeah. Uh martial arts, people flying through windows. And then on top of all that, Rick, you've got was it the the three storms that come down, don't they, with their sort of basket heads right. and everything? It's all, yeah, it's, it's it's another great scene, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It just puts another layer on top of this movie, didn't it? With like mystics, oh, this week get the mystics out, isn't it?
2: The uh... and and the thing to talk about this too is just where we are in the film right now. We're not what maybe 10, 15 minutes into the film, and yep. all this has already happened. <laughs> yes. That's how fast this thing moves. Mm. Yeah, the, I yeah. mean, we're, we're having a major showdown between two gangs in the middle of Chinatown and three guys come down out of the sky with supernatural powers, not to mention the kidnapping and all other stuff we've already seen. So, I yeah. mean, it's just it's incredible the speed this thing is going at. Well,
0: you hit it on, that, on the head there, Rick, because this could be your final act of a movie, couldn't it, really? This could be your pinnacle point yeah. of, you know, fights and action and all that. But it's... Yeah, it's the same as um, we've mentioned it before with Rages of the Lost Ark, you know? Like, all what goes on at the beginning of that movie is kind of like this now, isn't it? All this stuff, you know, special effects, fights, shooting, it's just... And then, of course... um, you get Low Pan turn up as well, don't you? Because old Jack says, you know, I've had enough yeah. of this, right? He honks this is the funny thing, everybody's shooting everybody, but as soon as Jack honks his, you know, horn on the truck, everybody just seems to move out of the way, don't they? <laughs> and, then, and this this thing gets me here, Rick. Yeah. I love this bit. You got low Pan, didn't you? He just stood there and he just got his little finger, isn't he? Just going
1: <laughs> Just cut, just drive towards Come me, on. that's fine. <laughs> he just
0: <laughs> He knocks him down, doesn't he? And then Jack gets out, and then you get that scene where Lopan's all that yeah. light's coming out, isn't it? And he gets With light coming him. out of his yeah, mouth? this is it.
1: <laughs>
0: that is not normal, Wayne.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and then Lopan, he So, flies, yeah, I mean, they get on the other
2: side, other side of the truck. I mean, Lopan's doing – it comes out of his – I think it comes out of his – Eyes first and then his mouth. Maybe backwards on that, yeah, but it doesn't do all three at the same time. It no switches up between the two. What's the significance? I have no idea. No.
0: No, but it's uh it's blinded Jack, and then you've got Jack, isn't he? He's being led by Wayne Chi, isn't he? Trying to get away. Um he ends up <laughs> going through like a sewer system or something like that, doesn't he? And then he gets on the other side. And I like this bit as well, because it's like I'm blind, I can't see anything. And then Wayne just gets some dirty water didn't he He just splashes it in his head didn't he He he's he's gone he's like alright
2: we gotta go back and get my truck and then uh, then you see the lords of death back there turn their headlights on the car he's like alright keep your money I'm going home that's it I've (laughs) got enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so after all that carnage and that great fight scene and all that so you go back to Wayne's was it his grandfather or something like that his restaurant and this is yeah. where you get Jack Uncle. Burton. Jack Burton's in like a sort of silk nightdress, isn't he? On the phone talking to the insurance company. Isn't he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just look it up, honey. It's under B-U-R-T-O-N, would you? <laughs> he's,
0: he's there and he just goes, and I don't want to hear mutual infidelity either. Like <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't want to hear act of God.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then obviously Wayne's talking to his uncle isn't he or I think he's his uncle yeah and Wayne uncle is Q. Wayne is doing everything he can not to mention low Pan, isn't he and then Jack just goes yeah Wayne that wasn't normal and this guy <laughs> had light coming out of his eyes that was not normal
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure Uncle Chew you know tall guy first you see him then you don't know, yeah, that's it with yeah. the
0: light coming out of his mouth <laughs> that's it yeah and then um then the uncle comes out and goes, if you didn't tell me about Lopan, like that. He goes, I don't want to worry you, uncle. And then, was it Gracie? Gracie Law comes through then at this time, doesn't she? It's raining outside. Then the uncle comes out and goes, "Yeah, who the hell's Gracie Law?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And what a weird way to to introduce her to, because... You know she's just kind of like a social worker is all she is so it's weird that through all this situation her being there to pick up a different girl at the airport than mao ying and they grab the wrong girl at first on stuff and she's just there to kind of welcome her to to the country and all that kind of stuff that's her affiliation with the tie-in with these people so it's like why did she just show up at this restaurant in chinatown yeah exactly if she's just just kind of a regular social worker so it's just a weird way to yeah, well, bring
0: her in i guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so then you've got um so they come up with a master plan here don't they they find out that um his girlfriend has been taken to is it a brothel so jack comes up with a bit of mm-hmm. a master plan here, this is it? where you introduce to jack burns alter ego isn't it henry swanson <laughs> <laughs> with his tie here's watson uh, henry swanson's my name isn't it oh dear.
2: yeah action my game yeah of course it's the white tiger is the name of this place and that's it they they convince him to go in and ask for you know the to be with a girl but you know has to be, you know ask if they've got one with green eyes because the whole story revolves around this green eye thing right yeah. the oriental girls don't have green eyes well the ones that do, is it's such a rare thing, and supposedly that's what David Lopan has to have. As the story progresses on, you find out that that's kind of what the whole story is revolving around. Because so at this point, you really don't know that. But obviously, seeing Mao Ying with the green eyes really makes you go, this really doesn't look right. Yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> Somehow it's going to re energize old Lopan's life, isn't it, or something. But. So then you get, uh, yeah, yeah you, get, you get Jack as uh, Henry Swanson. And he's feeling a bit uncomfortable about it. And he's <laughs> sure is raining cats and dogs out there. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to put everything off. And Oh, my uh. wife gave me this tie and all this sort of stuff, isn't he?
2: And then you get, yeah, the, just, you need to take off your tie. And go, oh yeah, I understand what you mean. My wife bought me this for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's just yakking, man. I mean, just talking. You know, It's just like, come on, man. You don't have to talk this much. You're making it obvious that you don't belong. Man. Exactly, yeah. He's doing He's doing everything that
0: you probably wouldn't do in a brothel. Not that I know about all that, but there you go. Sure you
2: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No one announcing that. <laughs> so then you get another special effects scene here. It's a pretty good effect, isn't it? Because you get the... Um, Three storms turn up, don't they? They rip the roof off and you get all these dirty old men coming out, doing their trousers up and running down the corridor. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's wondering what the hell is going on. Jack at this point is thinking, how the hell can my day get worse? Do you know what I mean? I've gone from picking my mate up from a, from a, um, a market to now I'm in a brothel as an alter ego with the roof coming off do you know what I mean it's just they ain't getting any better Um, and this is where you get uh, is it Jackie tries to punch one of these guys now doesn't he sort of doesn't really work out does it
2: I mean and that's the thing it's like why would you punch the guy you just saw these guys wipe out all these people in the alleyway earlier what do do you think you're going to be able to walk up and punch one of them and do any good yeah (laughs)
0: So then after all this carnage, Jack's, you know, he's back in the uncle's restaurant now, isn't he? He goes, what the hell's going on? That was not normal, Wayne. He said, they come through the roof, you know, and all this lightning and he's going, where the hell am I? And he goes into some sort of chair. It's like a dentist's chair or something like that. And Oh, man. yes. Yeah.
2: So then they um and then that's when they start trying to tell him the telling the the story of the legends and even you know the the history of you know uh, what is going on so you get the legend of the movie right here that Lopan is a a spirit that's or a man has been trapped in the spirit we world for hundreds of years i guess and he's cursed to live this way forever uh, by the god that he worships, Daijin, I believe is the name. Yeah. And uh, he has to, you know, capture a girl with green eyes and sacrifice her in order to be free from the curse. And that's the nutshell of the history of what they tell Jack at this point. And of course, he's, you know, like, look, man, we know it's crazy. We don't even want to believe it, but it's real. Yeah,
0: that's right, right there, Rick. Like you say, they're just giving you the kind of building block of this film, haven't they? They're giving you the whole sort of backstory there for it to then lead on to them as you go into Lowpan's lair now, isn't it? And there's a funny thing yeah. that Jack Burton comes out and says. She goes, "Oh, I would come with you," and she go. He just goes, "That's okay. I know there's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your face, isn't it, or something like that? Something wrong with your face. <laughs> I mean, what a line. You yeah, know. she
2: makes a comment earlier about something about. <laughs> You know, Well, I would, but my face is going to be recognized or something like that. And so when he when he says it back to her later on, yeah, I know, you'd go, but there's something wrong with your face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's classic line. It's a line I love every time I watch it. I mean, that's just so full this yeah. movie, man. And then you get this. Is it now where you get the bit of the Jack Burton announcement, isn't it? He goes, all right, you guys sit tight. And if we're not back before dawn call the president like that, isn't it, or something like that <laughs> Call the president. Yeah. <laughs> um oh. so they go over then they're still raining still pouring down with rain and um this is where wayne comes it comes out of that line doesn't he? he goes oh in and out like the wind wayne you know we're, we're gonna succeed you know mm-hmm. come on let's, let's go do this and um he pretends to be they pretend to be like telephone electricians or something like that, don't they? You know, Jack comes in, he's talking to the yeah. guys behind the desk, and he's, Oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've had a heavy workload, but it's okay. I've spoken to your boss, I see it, that's right, I know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks into the elevator, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: last time we were here, is squirrels chewing on the wires. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the
0: guys behind the desk—they just sort of look like a couple of rabbits staring into headlights of a car. Like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. So
2: they get into this lift, do they? Which is pretty interesting because because it's it's either one or two things here. They either know who they are and they just let them in because they're expecting them. Yep. Or are they just it. a really bad guardsman at the front.
0: <laughs> exactly, Rick. You hit it there, man. It's one of those two things, isn't it? It's whether they're being lured in. At this point, you might think it is, because when they get into that lift, don't they? It's like, you know, they get in there, and it's going down, isn't it? And all of a sudden, that's it. It lights off, isn't it? It's like a bit of electrical fault, and then the shutter <laughs> over the window or something like that, and it's just gone. Yeah. He goes, Wayne, I thought, you know, in and out like the wind, man. I thought, that was your whole damn point, isn't it? And then, <laughs> to, to make it worse, you've got water coming up in you? He goes, he, Jack comes out and goes... I want my trout back. And he goes, yeah, but there's only one male yang, isn't it? And then <laughs> sort all just hold their breath. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> so then they end up in the so upside down hell of doom or something like that. It's, in, it's like a cage. Yeah. They swim out.
2: Hell of the upside down center. That's it.
0: Yeah. Um, and then they swim out, do they? And there's some dead bodies and stuff like that. And they manage to get to the top. And which be- is
2: very much, I, I don't know how much Argento stuff that you've looked at, right. but he did a movie called uh, uh, Inferno, right. which has a very iconic scene that where this building is kind of in water. This girl dives down into it and it looks like an apartment building or whatever. And there's this, this body and it's very reminiscent of what we see right here. So oh, I'm thinking okay. John Carpenter might have pulled a little bit here.
0: Yeah, because I would. Were- I suppose they were kind of friends back then, weren't they? Back in the you know, they're very familiar with each other, weren't they?
2: I think yeah. that group. Well, Carpenter's a huge Argento fan. Oh, so okay, so uh, probably you know, I I think he he always kinda of pulled a little bit from his stuff, so
0: A little bit of an Easter egg there, I guess, yeah. That's good. So yeah. then they end up they get to the top of the cage and they get they um get out of the water and I think I should know this, but it's is this where they meet one of the storms who's now wearing a suit and he... Captures him or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they put him in the room and he, they've got uh, uh, Wang in a. I don't know why they use these wheelchairs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's
2: right. their like uh, if you're gonna tie somebody down, that's just kind of their chair of choice for some reason. I guess because they're easy to roll around and they can't do anything. But you know they've got him in the chair. But they're taking these little rubber balls and I, that's right. I don't know which. And he's like blowing out of you know, his his air out of his mouth and blowing the ball into Jack Burton and like it's almost as strong as like a punch. Yeah. And of course Jack's like, come over here and fight me like a man (laughs) And his best John Wayne impression,
0: isn't it? And then they um, they get taken into a room, don't they? And then little old Lopan comes then comes in, doesn't he? In his wheelchair and he's "Mm." hmm (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> you're looking for a girl with green eyes and he's like and then jack Vernon goes like man we're just we're looking for a guy called lol pan and he's like and you have succeeded mr Vernon." and then jack goes what you
1: <laughs> like that it's
0: like what <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he comes out with probably one of my favorite lines where jack just goes well i don't get it like there he goes, and then like he goes, you're not put on this earth to get it, Mister Burton. <laughs>
2: like, <that's> hilarious. <laughs> like, come on, man! You've you're here all these years, and you can't find the right girl to fit oh, the bill. Yeah, come that's on, great, man! Right,
0: man, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then Wayne goes, Jack, then not he? Sort of goes, even Wayne says, you know, sort of something like that. And he goes, he goes, Jack, what? He goes, you know, like you just said, you know, you expect it. You know, 2000 years. And you expect off. me to buy this, bro? Right. Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> you can't find the right girl over 200 <laughs> years. Come on, man. <laughs> and then,
0: old, like, yeah, like pan comes out and goes, even though you, you know the complications between a male and a female, Mr. Burton, like this. And he just goes back
2: out to his little I love that, you know, here's a guy that that is living a life, you know, beyond the norm and he still gets frustrated by just the idiotic things that jack burton says so jack burton even has the powers to upset a force that's beyond our our normal (laughs) situation and and exactly he just pushes his buttons man and of course i love it it's like that's when they see him on the screen where those people now what is this more people friends of yours now this pisses me off to that's
0: it yeah yeah, like you say, a bloke has been around mystically for years, and he just comes out for a quote like that. This really pisses me off, like you say.
2: <laughs> Oh, dear. You come back and rule the world from beyond the <laughs> grave, Indeed. Into, check into a psycho war,
0: is not it? Yeah. Jack war. <laughs> so you get... Um, so you get pan, he goes out, and he leaves him, probably in frustration after talking to, to Jack, not taking him seriously. And then Jack's, uh, this whole time, he's got a knife, hasn't he, down his um, uh, boot, which we'll get back to later, yeah. the actual uh, Jack Burton attire, man. Do you know what I mean? This is where you get to see his T-shirt, which I know you've got one of those T-shirts, Rick. I think I've seen you with one of those mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and his outfit, and he's got his boots and his jeans. He's kind of like a... Punked up, he's version wearing moccasins, of, yeah. That's it, yeah. He's <laughs> like a punked up version of um, Snake Pliskin or something like that, isn't you know he? I mean, sort of same, sort mm-hmm. of, similar, similar yeah. sort of trend. So then he was he, he he rocks the chair over, he manages to get himself out of the binds, and then one of the storms comes in, doesn't he? And he sort of makes it look like he's still tied to the chair. And then is this the bit where you have got him? it goes down the... Well, here's, here's what's down, confusing.
2: Though. This, this Well, this, it gets confusing because they go back to the same place twice. They go back to this warehouse twice and almost the same thing happens both times. Uh, right, so I, I might have been wrong earlier with the balls. So that, might, that might happen a little later on. But I know that the first time they get captured, they tie him down and Lopan presents himself as the old man. And that's when Egg Shin and all them show up. And that's kind of... Uh, the escape route, right? No, oh, no, this is all the same. It's all the same because the second time they go back is when they go underground.
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking now this is a bit where you've got him. He goes rolling down into the well, doesn't he? On the wheelchair or something yeah, like that? Is it? Yeah. And he's sort
2: of... well, k- kind of, in the well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always thought that was such a, it's kind of a ridiculous scene because again they get him in this wheelchair and actually he jumps up and grabs. Wind, I guess, is his name. Oh, he says, "You right. make one move." And he's got that boot knife, you know, at his throat, and us and dude just starts puffing up, that's and it. it blows Jack Burton back, and he lands in in the chair, and the chair uh-huh. goes rolling down the hallway, yeah. and uh, it stops right on the ledge of this well, and he like <laughs> it takes him forever, but he like reels back up, and then when he gets out, he just kicks the wheelchair off in the well, like that's it. Whoo, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> And then the
0: chair goes down and it goes into some sort of, I don't know, it's like acid or something like that. Something strange, but. Black
2: blood of the earth. (laughs) Black blood of the earth.
0: What is that? So, um, so that's right. So they, he he gets out of that, which is like you say, it's hilarious. There's another great scene from this movie and they get some guns, don't they? And they rescue, I forgot to mention this guy as well. It's a friend of the uncle's, isn't it? It's like a cousin of Wayne Cheese, is it? Uh, The dude in the suit. Yeah. And they've got guns, haven't they? They've got a rifle, they've got a small firearm, and then you've got like a machine gun, haven't you? And he just, you know, Jack just goes, I swap yeah. you, and they just do a swap, don't they? And then Jack's got his iconic uh, <laughs> machine gun, like a Mac Ten or something like that, wherever it is. Yep. Um, and then of course they they hatch a plan, don't they, to rescue? Is it
2: is it Gracie Law now? They've been captured
0: as well, haven't they? Like you say.
2: It's, it's Gracie and, and her, her friend that she brought in. This the news reporter. They've both been captured. That's right. And uh, so they, they go to, to rescue them. And it's like this underground jail thing. And they set up this plan to go in there and, and save them. So, you know, we, we've we got all these scenes where uh, chasing each other. You know, they when they get free and they, they start running through, you get the scenes where... All right, when I count to three, I'm going to open the door. And everybody just runs through. And he, he opens <laughs> yeah. the door and he's like, it's it back and goes, we may be trapped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God, it's just great. It's just good comic timing, isn't it, for this movie? Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, man. Which fantastic. Was actually That was actually used in um, Shanghai Noon as well with uh, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Yeah. Funny enough, they used that for that movie. So, yeah, that's right. Um, so they they manage to escape, then they have to go back and then they jump into the sewers, don't they? And then they swim out. Um, and then mm-hmm. this is where Jack yep. sort of, Gracie yeah. Law's getting a little bit concerned about him. She goes, Jack, Jack, and then he sort of comes up and he goes, <laughs> he kisses her, doesn't he? And he goes, whoa, he goes, I'm just thrilled to be
2: alive. Isn't it? Or something like that. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> would you mind not swimming so close to me? I can't really concentrate. Oh, that's right. Your yeah. body's right <laughs> she's like, yeah, whatever. That's it. <laughs> Good old
0: Jack's movie line.
2: So then they escape
0: from pants <laughs> They escape, they get out. And then just before they get out the door, Gracie looks at a like a Chinese mask or something like that, and you see some eyes come out of it, and it opens up, doesn't it? It grabs Gracie. Nobody yep. notices it. Jack gets a little bit enthusiastic, then he gets into, was it Egg Chen's truck or something like that? He's waiting outside. They manage to yep. get away. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where he goes. Yeah, we did it. And he goes. And then Wayne goes. Nope. No, no, we we didn't get. Was it Mao Ying? She's still in there, isn't she? Is it Mao Ying? She's still. They didn't manage to rescue her, yep. did they?
2: So. So so you still got Mao Ying, and you're now you're missing Gracie Law. You That's know, it. he even makes the point of looking around the truck, going, "Where's Gracie at?" <laughs> and uh, so so here you go. Now now you're setting up for your your big finale right where they go back and they regroup and they start pulling people from you know the 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 good guys that we saw battling out in the the alleyway earlier and assemble a team with egg shin leading them going in to fight david lopan for the final battle and it's nothing but just spectacular
0: yeah (laughs) i mean it's yeah it's like you say after all what you've just experienced throughout this movie you just get this final payoff don't you and you get Wayne, he throws all his moves, and he? he's got some, I think he's got some samurai swords, and he has a fight, doesn't he? And then Jack comes in if, all enthusiastic, doesn't he? That's where you get that scene where he just shoots up in the air, and he goes, Yeah! And it just like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> he's pretty unconscious, isn't he, throughout the whole fight, I think.
2: <laughs> and all the stuff leading up to it, too, you know, when they stop, and, they, you know, uh, of course, Ed says, uh, Egg Chin says, Oh, well, I'm not worried because I've got a six demon bag. So there you go. That's where we kind of got the name. And What what great egg. What's in the six demon bag? Fire. Wind. Things of this kind, you know. And then they get together and he's like, a, hey, egg, in that bag. Yeah. Is there a potion? a potion? Yeah. What do we do? Drink it? Yeah. Thought so. So they <laughs> they drink the potion. He's like makes you be able to see things you that no one else can see. You know, these things. That's... And uh, they're in that elevator and they're like well, wow, I kind of feel invincible right now.
1: <laughs>
2: They're all like celebrating like, yeah, man, I feel really calm and collected and focused. And Jack goes, is it hot in here? Or is it just me?
1: <laughs> yeah, he just
0: throws that one in, did not he? <laughs> oh, dear. May the wings of liberty never lose its fever is not it, as he drinks it down or something like that. So. That's right.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: man, he just he seems to have all the best lines than any of the last sort of lines. So, like you say, you get this yeah. um, finale scene, don't you? you uh, Jack eventually wakes yeah. up, doesn't he, after being knocked unconscious? And you've got this um, some sort of Chinese god or statue, isn't it? Like a like a gold statue, isn't it? Right. you know, sort of, right? So, like somehow, Flash Gordon, Rick, when so, I think about it, you know, it's yeah, a bit. it
2: really it, it's a it's a huge over the top, you know, s- this screen set for this. I mean, it's it's. It's really elaborate. Uh, we didn't mention that you know, all these guards that are there. So they're having a wedding ceremony. We kind of skipped over that. But that yeah. They're having a wedding ceremony because, uh, you know, David Lopan has found two girls with green eyes now that, uh, you know, Gracie Law has green eyes too, which yeah. really doesn't un- – I don't really understand the play of that because she's not Oriental. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he acts like, hey, it's all the same. I was like, oh, <laughs> crap, dude. I mean, there's people with – well, never mind. <laughs> but she's, that's how you tie her into the story. But he's going to end up marrying Mao Ying and sacrificing Gracie Law to Dai Jin so he can be freed from this curse and and live out his earthly pleasures with Mao Yin. So it's kind of a throwback into Wang's face. Yeah. And uh, but there's all these guard. This is a big, you know, it's a big ceremonial room that they're in, and these guard are dressed up like, you know. Uh, They got like this this armor on, but they've got these helmets that look like demon faces. Yeah, very cool looking. Very, you know, it's almost like it's uh, awesome looking stuff.
0: It's like Dean Dean Lorentz visited the set for one day and threw in a couple of ideas or something. Yeah, exactly. Sort of um, exactly
2: what it's like. It's almost like Ming's room. We just we took the yeah took took Ming's room and and uh, just dressed it up differently. Very very similar. we're just kind of missing the football scene, right? Uh, <laughs> Jack Burton'll take care of that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, as you
0: as you mentioned there, uh, Rick, isn't it? You get so you get this battle, and then you get Low Pan, doesn't he? And he's he's taking the blood from both the girls, isn't he? And he's becoming like a a mortal character now, isn't it? And this is funny because it's yeah. kind of it's funny how it's working because he's got blood coming out of his finger. He goes. <laughs> Oh, it's working like this it's working. <laughs> it's working it's working oh yeah
2: and, and that's get, the thing is you know Wang is ready to go up there and kill him and, and it's like no you have to wait till he becomes flesh and then we can <laughs> then he's ours for certain yeah, that's
0: it yeah and then you get the scene where Jack turns up now don't you and he's kind of He's kissed uh, Gracie Law, and not he? You get that scene where he's got all the lipstick over his mouth, is not he? And yeah. <laughs> he, he comes out with that scene, then he goes, come on, guys, there's a lot of people getting killed around here, you know, let's try and sort this out. <laughs> sort of, Do you know what Jack Burton does at a time like this? And then, and then the guy goes, Jack who? He goes, me, Jack Berlin. Like yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, Jack who says, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> well, that is like that, and he's, and he's got um, I think he's got Gracie next to him, isn't he? And he just gets his knife, doesn't he? And he sort of throws it, then he? Yep. Lopan, Lopan catches it, and he goes goodbye, Mister Burton. <laughs> and <he throws> it. <laughs> and then Jack catches it, doesn't it? And this is where his reflex comes in from the beginning of the
2: film, and he just throws it and it just goes mm. into Lopan's head, and. <laughs> And the, the expression of shock that Lopan has is the same expression of shock that Jack Burton has that he did it. To. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Man,
0: something's worked out for me in this film, you know, most importantly. <laughs> and then you've got, um, Is it like, a, all the statues? It's all start, in the reflexes. Yeah. All the statues start <laughs> falling down, then they by themselves. Oh, no, the, um, is it the the wind dude? Is it the guy with the wind or whatever he
2: starts? Oh, He runs in and sees Pan dead and pretty much just blows himself up. Literally blows himself up. (laughs) And you know what,
0: Rick? He blows himself up, but he just doesn't really do anything, does it? Except just a load of muck going everywhere, isn't it, really?
2: Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, just uh, crazy effects at this point. Uh, It almost looks like a uh, uh, Savage Steve Holland effect here. You know, the guy that did uh, One Crazy Summer and, and... Uh, better off dead oh yeah that's it that kind of looking effect it's it's very comical looking and you know hey i get it you know uh this movie's got such a weird mix of the effects because some of them are really really good and some of them are totally played off for comedy there's no doubt about it i mean just like the, the the monster that grabs gracie law you know his face and stuff is I mean, it's pretty cool looking Till you see him walk and you can see his rubber feet you can see his feet bounce because they're way too long for a normal person's foot and so the the feet just go boing, boing when he walks yeah and a, they just leave it in there oh, yeah that's funny let it go it's a sort
0: of uh here's your sasquatch party costume for the night <laughs> for your 80s party
2: or something. <laughs> Uh, the oh, thing dear. it's got all the eyeballs that's floating around which is very Flash Gordon as well because yes. you remember they had the, the the metal one in Flash Gordon it's almost the exact same thing
0: very very similar isn't it like you say with the um, special effects isn't it uh, almost like, like with the yeah. um, those little lizard dudes isn't it that you see in Flash yeah. Gordon that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, so yeah so you've got Lopan's dead one of those dudes blows himself up so you've now got like an escape scene because the place is starting to fall down and this is where you got um, Egg Chen, isn't it? He's got one of these, like a yeah. bow and arrow or something, isn't it? Which he uses as a device to.
2: He's got um, a well. It looks like a pistol, but <laughs> these arms pop out on the side of it, which kind of look like you know, like a bow, uh, which looks like a Hawkman's gun. There you go, from Flash. <laughs> yeah, Warden. there we go. Yeah, and it's, but it's a small harpoon gun, so he shoots down to another level the the busted out and it's on fire and they're trying to get away and he shoots and it creates a, a like a pull rope type deal where you can latch onto it and he can hit this button and it'll pull you up to the next level and uh, it's funny because you were talking about all the the lines in this movie last night we actually did the quote from this uh, my granddaughter was here and she oh, said yeah. how do you do that and I said it wasn't easy <laughs> Because he says, how'd you get up there? It wasn't easy. <laughs> that's all he has to say, isn't it? Yes, that's it. And it's funny because oh, my dear. wife started laughing because she knew exactly what it came from. You know? Well,
0: this is it. This is it. When someone knows about that line, they totally get it, don't they? And when you yeah. go when you go back to this uh, device, Rick, like you said, it's pretty flimsy, isn't it? It's like string, isn't it? You know, yeah. coming out of it. but. yeah. It can take the weight of an average human man, can't it? You know, what I mean, it's not a problem at all. And he's got like a tiny little motor on the end of it, and it can just sort of lift you up. <laughs> <laughs> Love to have one. <laughs> yeah. Where can I get one of those from? Oh dear. So then you've got, um, so you've got the rescue here. You've got a number of. Was it Wayne goes up with Gracie? So then Jack's left on his own down there. Is he the last person to go up? And then you get the. Um, Another storm dude turn up here, didn't you? The guy with all the lightning, mm-hmm. isn't it, and stuff like that. So
2: Yeah, lightning,
0: yeah. It's kinda of like a final fight here, isn't it? With between him and uh is it Jack? I think Jack has his what does he do now? I can't remember. I should
2: know this. Well you get the one guy that's shooting the lightning up and then the the, the, the he hits the uh and what does he do? Is he throw him and then the rocks all fall on him or something? There's one scene though where when he's first walking in and that huge thing that's up on the ceiling is on fire and it drops down behind him. Such an awesome shot, man. Oh, it yeah, looks that's so right. cool. That's
0: it. Yeah, no, I think I know what he does now. He actually...
2: Is it Egg Chen? Doesn't he
0: deflect the lightning back onto him? He, oh, he so throws... Him.
2: Well, he, he, he deflects... That's one part of it, but he's shooting lightning up through that hole and they just drop a statue on him. <laughs>
0: oh, that's <laughs> right. Hole. That's what he does, isn't it? He, yeah, Jack gets up and he
2: chucks it down and then that's it, isn't it? So... Um, like, there's a statue in this hallway that they're in. I mean, they're just big, empty, concrete hallways. And, hey, there just happens to be a statue here that we can drop on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Could have a sign in
0: with that statue, couldn't you? just in case you need to fight a storm dude, you know, next to the fire extinguisher. <laughs> chuck it on him. Oh, dear. <laughs> So you've got that dude who's taken out, the uh, underground realm is taken out, Lopan's been stopped, and you get our heroes, don't you? They escape, and then this is where Jack finds his truck, doesn't he? And he's kind of saying to everybody, he goes, oh, well, you know... you know, wish I had a spare key. And where'd you and keep I, it? Always oh,
2: under here, isn't it? <laughs> I love it when he opens the door and he goes, "There's my truck, my truck." Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the first time he just says, "There's my truck." Oh, my truck. <laughs> that's it. And then he comes out. Then he goes. Yeah, they all pile in the truck. And... Yeah. Ten oh, yeah. G-
0: Was it six Gs on the rec- rector scale or something like that? Comes out that he. <laughs> <laughs> Grac- Gracie Law's just rolled in her eyes, isn't she? This time. All
2: yeah. So they yeah, escape. he's putting he's putting the, the cheese bow on pretty
0: heavy at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just still he's still full on with all that. So then they they escape, they stop Lopan. Pan. Wayne's back with uh, Mao Ying, and uh, they're having a party. And they um, Wayne's uncles back in Chinatown, I imagine, in his restaurant. So ev- everything's worked out. And then you've got uh, Kim Couture looking pretty pretty hot right now, haven't you? Really, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's kind of oh yeah. Saying to Jack, well, you know, we could probably work this out, you know. And I could join you and we could shack up together in the back. And switch Jack, and he just gets his gets <laughs> his cap and his glasses. He goes, oh, I'll think about it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and Which um, is
2: very ironic for these kind of movies because you totally expect there to be a, now they're a couple, this yeah. kind of thing. And I love the fact of, aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Yeah. No. I mean and it just you know it just gives you that extra little huh that was kind of cool you know yeah and uh, like, like like you absolutely knew there was going to be a follow up to this right i mean that's that's the thing is you felt like obviously they'll do another movie and they'll end up getting together but you know yeah you never uh, got it
0: it's um so that that part there is that's a typical John Carpenter signature right there in his movie. You can see that he's taken control mm-hmm. of that part and he's gone. Because you look at all these other films, like with the thing, we know how that movie ends. Then we on a cliffhanger, and it's the same with yeah. the fog cliffhanger, Sultan Precinct Thirteen. They walk out of the police yep. station. Uh, they live. So all of his films, all I've, I noticed this when I watched these movies when I, you know, when I was a kid, I thought all these, all these films tend to end on the same sort of note. They just leave you open um, it let,
2: lets you come up with your own own decision of yeah, what happens yeah. you know and if there's a chance for a follow-up then well i mean look at look at his career i mean hey i did this movie with halloween and now there's all these follow-up movies to it then why not leave it open that way if it is a big hit then you can actually have something to build off of so that may be a one way that he looked at it yeah because I- Um, When you don't plan on that, then you got to make up some stupid reason to make a sequel, right? Like Jaws 3 or Jaws 4 or (laughs) Jaws 2.
0: (laughs) This time it's really, 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 really personal. It's really personal. (laughs) Really personal this time. More personal than the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I read um, John Carpenter's autobiography and he basically answered that question when someone asked him. He basically said... It's just because life doesn't finish, you know, in your real life. And that's how right. he does it in the movie. He just says, you uh-huh. know, you get to the end of the day and it still carries on. So it's kind of how he put it into the movie, really. It kind of works.
2: But, uh, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Do I believe it's 100% he did it this way? No, <laughs> because he's making movies for, for a living. So, you know, why not leave it open? because you never know what's going to happen. And, and yeah. there's nothing worse than following up with a movie that you just have to make up some bogus reason to make a sequel. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, right. Well, I mean,
2: even look at the end of it. Mean, because you're thinking all oh, the bad guys are dead, but that creature's on the back of the Porkchop Express in the last shot. So you're like, obviously this isn't over, you know?
0: Yeah, that's right. This is it. I mean, that's right. You've kind of got a double, like say, so got a double open end here, haven't you, with him and Gracie Law, and then obviously this bit, this... Yeah great bit and as we said earlier Rick wasn't it a film can be just as good as the ending isn't it when you get an ending like this and you just think all that what you've seen and now you've got Jack it starts how it begins doesn't it which is obviously how a good story goes and you know Jack's in there and he's sort of driving down the road and he's on his two way and he goes just look that big old storm in the eye you know what Jack says (laughs) give me your best shot pal I can take it, don't it? And then you've got that monster that comes out like this. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you've got the the Coupe de Ville's that, you know, just throw that song in at the end. And I just think, you know, you just feel entertained, don't you? You know what I mean? You just think, yeah, I'm I'm totally entertained with this film. So, um, yeah, so that's it, man. That is Big Trouble in Little China. So if you haven't seen this film and you're listening to this podcast, drop everything you're doing and go check this film out but if you have seen it immediately yeah immediately turn
2: the show off right now turn it turn off it on. right
0: go get it wherever it is vhs you got it on vhs find a video recorder go see it or whatever but um yeah um so yeah rick it's uh as you know man it's just great to have you on the show bud and thanks for joining me today for this I um, episode it. man
2: uh anytime and i mean like i said uh uh, I'm I'm just so happy with with uh, the way you get the show going, and like you said, stepping up and starting to get guests on quite a bit is a really a, a challenge, but it's also a sign of dedication of where you're wanting this to go, and uh, yeah, man, like I said, you've you've exceeded my expectations a long time ago with this thing so keep on rocking brother
0: yeah no thank you rick i really appreciate that mate and as i said at the beginning mate it's all down it's down to yourself as well mate you've got the uh ball rolling and um like i say it's uh i'm just having a whole ton of fun with it so it's uh yeah it's all good fun great um so before we close the show rick do you just want to tell us a bit about what i know that you and um, billy stewart are doing a new show aren't you with some video games or something like that i think
2: uh yeah uh, we've got a show called uh, you know what's awesome yeah and uh you can find us on facebook we're on this we're all on the same network here with the legion podcast same yep. as as uh where rj's at uh and it's a fun show about just anything we think is awesome and in our facebook group that we have we have weekly salutes in other words uh this week was video games so yep. hey show us pictures of your favorite video games growing up that, you know, so everybody's just been piping in and sharing stuff. That community is a lot of fun and we're having a blast over there. Okay, so so if you want to join us, even if you don't, even if you don't want to listen to the show, I mean, it, it ranges from everything we've got. I think we're recording two episodes today and one of them's going to be. So what we do, this was called, you know, it's awesome ninjas. So we'll do a whole episode on just ninjas in movies and, the impact of that on our growing up and how the 80s was just absolutely infatuated with with ninjas. And then the next episode, I imagine we are going to do a, a video game one. We've done specific movies. We've done Jaws. We've done all the Jaws ripoff movies as a whole saying, you know what? Even though they're not Jaws and you know it's a ripoff, there's still some that are very enjoyable. Yeah. We talked about that. So it's a, it's a real mixed bag of a show. We did a whole episode of just Arnold Schwarzenegger and the mm. impact of him on you know, our, our childhood and just growing up and why we love Arnold. Uh, so it's a fun show. Uh, if you're not familiar with my older stuff, then obviously you heard me talk about the Helming Power Hour, which is uh, me and my best friend Danny Bennett doing a show that really kind of started all of this. Um, it is purely an entertainment show. We do cover a movie. But everything about the show is fake. We do a segment called What Did You Watch? Mm-hmm. Which we just make up fake stuff and pretend. We, all we try to do is make each other laugh. That's all we're trying to do. And we make up fake shows that we watch. We make up fake commercials for the the movies that we're talking about. We make up a fake synopsis with really bad impressions. We'll have a crappy Jimmy Stewart or a crappy Merlin Brando or a Mike Tyson <laughs> do a synopsis <laughs> for the movie, and it's never even the movie we're talking about half the time. So it's just bonkers. We get in a time machine that's mm-hmm. ran by a chicken called Super Cluck, or Super Chicken, and we go back in time and you know cover these movies. That's just a ridiculous show. So the name, Hell Ming, is just the background for the whole thing. It's not yeah. just a Flash Gordon <laughs> podcast. That's <laughs> just kind of the background, because we tried to pick a movie that kind of identified what Danny and I are. And like I said, it was going to be Six Demon Bag because we love this movie so much and it was already taken. So we had to figure out something else. So Helming Power Hour came out of Danny's mouth and we were like, that's it. That That's that's what we're sold on. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. We're closing in on, I don't know, 70 or 80 episodes. I get lost. The newest episode's coming out here pretty soon and it'll be about the movie Legend from 1985. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, The other show that we talked about earlier was Short Bus Cinema, which is where we're trying to find the worst movie ever made. And it's for the most part, it's it's listener-driven. They kind of tell us, hey, this is the worst thing ever seen. Y'all watch it and cover it and see what you think. That show is a lot of fun. It's painful for us, the ones that watch the movies, (laughs) because we have to actually sit and watch these movies and tell you why they're so bad but some of them are so fun at the same time it, it makes it kind of enjoyable uh johnny says it best my partner johnny krug who's the co-host says uh we watch the movies that you hate <laughs> and uh, i think i followed up with uh, we watch these movies so you don't have to <laughs> oh
0: it's great stuff Rick. So, uh, I love it, man.
1: Oh, yeah
2: i mean that's that's the three main things i got going mm. on and and again uh rj i think you're finding this out too it, it's people are not always amazed just because of your knowledge of a movie but if you're enthusiastic about it and they can mm-hmm. tell you really love this movie and you're passionate about it that goes way further than just saying I know every nook and cranny about this movie yeah. we talked about things in this movie we kind of stumbled over like yeah oh, I don't yeah. remember that guy's name but anyways and it doesn't matter you know it doesn't change the fact of I watched this movie a ton of times and I still love it and you should watch it just because of that reason Yeah, that's right, Rick. That's um, kind of the basis of all the shows that we do, yeah.
0: I I keep those stumbling blocks in the show to make it real, because, you know, I think people like that, and I like that, because, as I said to you before, mate, I am a listener doing a show, so a lot of the skills, you could say, that I've picked up on is through listening to your show, you know, and the Legion, you know, all the other guys on Legion Podcast, so I'm putting this together picking up from other things and when I've listened to the show some of the stumbling blocks can be just as entertaining do you know what I mean so (laughs) it's uh
2: well I think I think you and I both started off even before podcasting we were both listening to to podcast on Haunted Hill and stealing some ideas there too so
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely and like I say um and um Dan's coming onto the show he's becoming a regular now so he's he's enjoying it so and yeah, as you yeah. said, I've got some other guests coming on. I've got I've had Gary Hill on a couple of times now. He's always good to talk to. And um, I've reached out to uh, Court Sipes from Cinema Sipes. He's joining me next weekend. And Darren Wilson from Psycho-Somatic. So, you know, and the Witch yeah, yeah. come on board as well. So we're just having a having a party. And I've kind of designed the show for that, if that makes sense. So, Sounds you know. like,
2: sound like a sausage fest. <laughs>
0: chuck in some cream in there or something and some balloons (laughs) all my brothers man every every
2: name you mention off i'm like man i think so highly of every name that you just brought up so yeah i I love all those guys they're all fantastic of course my brother though (laughs) (laughs) but i was just gonna say with your howling
0: um episodes mate i do like it when you chuck in your sponsors uh, I've had a few giggles that. Oh, yeah, with the that, sponsors I mean, Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't... I, there's one you said the other day, I can't think of it, but it just had me in hysterics. I, I told someone at work it was just so funny. So, yeah, keep it going, man. Keep it going. It's just good stuff. And um, like I say, guys, <laughs> um, yeah, go check out Rick's show and also check out other stuff on the Legion podcast. There's a load of shows out there to go and um, listen to. And A I ton will, of great yeah, shows on there. Yeah. And I will play a promo at the end of this which will yeah, tell you about those other shows um so yeah there you go guys like i say rick thank you for coming on the show mate it's always a pleasure and um i no doubt that you will be uh, joining me again for some other bite-sized reviews mate <laughs> in the future
2: yeah I'm, I'm already trying to think okay what is he not done that i can come back for well so. i know one
0: I, <laughs> see i've got a film which i'd really 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 like to talk to you about And it's to do with one of your podcast episodes, which is actually Flash Gordon. So, if you wouldn't mind, just name a time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, guys. So, you listen to that. Rick will be back for Flash Gordon. I'd love to talk to you about that movie, mate, because I know you're a massive fan. So, that'd be great to have you on board for that. And, of course, anything else you want to have a talk talk about, Rick, just let us know, man. Okay, guys, so I'm going to wrap the show up. Um, Like I say, if you want to listen to Bite Size Cinema, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube, um, several other players on the internet. If you just put in Bite Size Cinema Legion onto Google, you'll find the show. I've also got a Facebook page, so if there's any films that you want me to have a look at, post them on there, check them out. Or just post anything you like on there. We're having a whole ton of fun on there. So there you go, guys. Um, Hope you enjoyed the show. Keep it bite size, keep it safe, and I'll see you soon. See you later.